Hello, hi guys. Welcome to Two Dogs Podcast. I'm Dr. Ali here. And I'm Dr. Inky and welcome to the Two Dogs Podcast. Most of the time, it's two doctors speaking about non-medical stuff, but mm-hmm. this month is different. Right? This month, we're, this on month is, we're on a roll. Yeah, this month is International Mental, Mental Health, Health Month. month. Right? So, in the previous episodes, right, yes. we, it's both of us talking. Correct. Right? But, but, today, but today itself... We promised something special. Yes. We promised something we different. We have an expert. Correct. We, right? we need a proper expert. Yes, we need a proper expert. Mm. So what who we have here is Dr. Kohini, who yeah. is a certified mm-hmm. psychologist. Uh, sorry, psychiatrist. 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 But this is not her first time on the podcast. No, 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 no. If you guys rewind back, I think episode five or six. Yeah, five or six. Way in the beginning. Time ago. She was with us right from the beginning. Yes. Right from the correct. birth of the two dogs. Yes, correct. And now we're at episode 122. Yes. Wow. Really. Congratulations, mm. guys. No problem. No problem. Mm. Right. So let's jump straight to it. Yes. Right. Let's talk about depression in general. Depression, right. especially in the workplace. In the workplace. And because um, we also want to shout out to Doquity app, uh, because this this episode is going to be broadcasted. Will be at on the Doquity app, mm-hmm. which is a social platform for mm-hmm. doctors. Yes. All right. Like a Facebook for doctors. It's like a Facebook for doctors. This is like LinkedIn for doctors. Mm-hmm. Right. So because this one is going to be primarily featured on Doquity, we we we're we'll talking about workplace depression, especially. In the healthcare, healthcare industry, industry. Yeah, but it's, it's it's still applicable for any other any workplace. other workplace. Uh, but we we would you know just sort of like ask more questions about doctors and nurses. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so the first question would be. I think get her to introduce. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sell her a bit, lah. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So we have Dr. Kohini with us here. Please introduce yourself a little bit for us because obviously Inky didn't do a good job no, introducing uh, you. Horrible, yeah. <laughs> All right. So hello everyone, and thank you to the two doctors for having me back here. Uh, after about two years, I think, yeah? Uh, yes, two years. Two years. Right. It's so uh, it's good to be here and to be talking about something which is uh, certainly um, very important uh, uh, to all he- uh, healthcare workers out there. So uh, I think um, uh, it's good that the two docs are highlighting this important issue. Right. So, come, keep, okay, come, um, we are, we are so first question, uh, yeah. it's... it's how 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 does one identify whether their co-worker has depression or not? Because it's actually I've actually heard stories, even back in my time, right? I've 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 heard stories of of co-workers or my colleagues quitting because mm-hmm. they're depressed. Some actually actually uh, attempting suicide. All right. right. Because they are actually depressed. It, so in fact, this, this this was quite an issue a couple of months back. Oh yeah, a couple yeah, of months back. I think, there is a couple of housemen. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I've got uh, interns that that, that housemen who act, housemen actually, or, or, or new MOs who actually, one of them actually committed suicide. Correct, um, correct, correct. And and they cited so, workplace uh, depression. Yes. What are the telltale signs? All right. Of depression. Uh, when we're talking about uh, looking out for depression in a co-worker, so uh, I think um, we have to admit that it's certainly not as apparent mm-hmm. or easy to pick up on as a physical disability, mm-hmm. right? But some of the telltale signs would be things like, um, does your colleague suddenly seem very withdrawn, right? So keeping to themselves more, uh, they don't seem to want to interact much anymore. They're, there's a lot of poor communication going on. Uh, other things would be, do they look tired all the time, mm. right? Do they appear that they are lacking sleep? Mm. Or have they actually mentioned, on the other hand, that they just lack a lot of motivation and all they want to do all day is just sleep, 
Hmm. All right. Hmm. Other things you can look out for. Uh, do you notice any changes in their appetite, perhaps? Uh, maybe it was a colleague of yours who used to enjoy some uh, after-work uh, dinner and drinks together, or you would enjoy going for lunch together, but nowadays this colleague is just not interested. Hmm. All right. Or do you see the opposite? Perhaps your colleague now is snacking a lot on a lot of unhealthy food, something mm. which they didn't do in the past. Right? These are some of the things, along with some other things such as, do you notice that your colleague has difficulty concentrating and focusing? Right? Uh, maybe things need to be repeated to them many times. Uh, they are now taking a lot of time to complete their tasks, which previously they could do very well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they just don't seem to have the drive anymore to, mm. to do their work, to um, uh, complete their work. And uh, do you maybe notice that um, they're even coming late for work sometimes or a lot of the time on MC or absent from work? Right? Uh, do you notice them to be sad? Right? Um, sometimes you may see them sneak off uh, tearful, right? crying in a corner somewhere or in the toilet. Mm -hmm. yeah? Things like that would be some signs as well. Um, basically, what we want to look for is anything, anything in them that departs from what is their norm. Mm -hmm. All right? So, mm -hmm. uh, workplace is somewhere where we spend most of our time. Yes. Right? Yes. So, uh, to be honest, colleagues, Co-workers are sometimes the first people who notice changes in us. Mm -hmm. um, have they gone beyond that and actually mentioned that they feel that their life is worthless, uh, hopeless, not worth living? Mm -hmm. right? do, do they actually express that I, don't, I feel like I don't want to live anymore? Those are some of the things are, that are going to be red flags uh, for you. Mm -hmm. And anything that would be different from what they usually are like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just going to jump into the deep, deep end and ask you um, some question uh, regarding that. So, th this would actually work better when you know someone for quite some time, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but let's say in a workplace whereby someone is new, and right. and you know even when they come into a new workplace, mm -hmm. there is adjustment disorder or That's there's right. um, uh, inability to adapt as quickly as as mm -hmm. they should. Right. Um, how are we going to identify or, or differentiate someone who, let's say, is withdrawn mm -hmm. versus someone who's actually totally lazy? All right. So, the key thing here is the human interaction, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you have to engage with people to really get to know them. So, the easiest thing would be to talk, mm -hmm. right? Start a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Try and get to know them. Once you get to know them, and then I'm sure there's a group of you working together perhaps, then you can see, all right, do I find anything unusual about this person? Do I think that he might need help with something? And then you have to go from there, mm. right? So the first, the first rule I would say is actually to engage first, right? Okay, mm. okay. I like her answer. Mm. She's, so, she's so calm. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so calm. I, I, I think it's from it's from it's from it's from speaking to to to, to the two dogs. To, la, I think. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, we grilled her yeah. quite, quite quite well. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so generally, so generally, who is most at risk? Hmm. All right. If we want to talk about um, occupations in mm. general that are at risk, right? So um, interestingly, the uh, 
there was a labor force uh, survey that was done in Britain. Mm -hmm. All right, I think it is something that they do periodically over the years, and uh, they found that there was a rise in self-reported depression, stress, and anxiety at the workplace in general over the years. Self-reported. Yes. So right. this is even before the pandemic, right? Okay. Even mm -hmm. before the COVID nineteen mm -hmm. pandemic, and. Um, uh, recently, there have been studies that have shown that uh, there is a loss of 12 billion days in a year mm -hmm. to depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. which is amounting to like 1 trillion US dollars in loss of productivity in mm -hmm. a year. Mm. Right? So that is the impact. Mm. Yeah? And this same uh, labor force survey looked into which occupations were most at risk. Mm. Right, and they did come up with two industries that were that had the highest risk, and one of them was healthcare workers and uh, social workers. Mm -hmm. The other one was the education industry. Yeah. Okay. Right, and um, recently, very fresh off the press, who has uh, WHO has come up with uh, the guidelines on mental health at work, and one of the special populations there, uh, actually emergency responders, mm -hmm. healthcare workers, mm. and humanitarian workers. So mm. we can see that healthcare workers are certainly at an increased risk for depression, stress, and anxiety at the workplace. Is that, is that COVID-related because of the uh, recent pandemic and work stress, or it's more of that's the current trend that's already going into it? So uh, this has been in existence, like I mentioned earlier, the rise mm -hmm. that we've been seeing. Uh, was there even before? So the project, the projections was that it was going to rise. This oh, was wow. even before we it knew about wow. the pandemic, before pandemic, right? Wow. Okay. And even in the last decade, mm. um, there was a survey in the US that found that physicians um, had uh, highest levels of burnout, higher levels of burnout mm. compared to other occupations. Okay. So we can see that it has healthcare workers have always been at risk, mm. and I would say that. It is also because of the inherent nature of the healthcare worker. Mm -hmm. The job itself poses a lot of risks in yes. terms of stress, mm. depression, yes. anxiety. Yes. Yes. That's right. And, That's and right. I think also, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the personality of, of healthcare workers mm -hmm. itself, uh, because we are a bit more um, stringent, uh, mm -hmm. we are a bit more, um, how you say, we need to meet a certain standard. That's right. Uh, plus, you might uh, impose a lot of... Uh, self-regulation uh, or self-standards that you want to achieve mm -hmm. apart from trying to be a lot of times perfectionist in, right. in, in, in the profession because you're dealing with human life. You're not dealing with just you know, uh, something that, that you can change tomorrow. A wrong decision, someone's life is uh, endangered. Yep, correct, correct, correct. And, and, and because at, at, at a healthcare professional or, or, a, or a social worker or a, or a humanitarian, or, or humanitarian workers' workplace, mm -hmm. people or people come to them with with issues. Yes, right, right. People yes. don't don't come to them happy. People mm -hmm. come to them with issues. Mm -hmm. So if 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 every day and and every person you deal with has very bad issues, mm -hmm. eventually it takes a toll on your emotions. That's right. right. Eventually you you will tend to bring them home after after. After work, mm. right? It doesn't just you know clock out after you punch out, mm, right? So it's not like it's not like like some some professions where whereby it's more technical. Yep. You deal with numbers, yep. you deal with facts. Yep. So you know you can leave the facts at, at work, you can mm -hmm. leave the numbers at work, and then you can go home. These are these are people that 
that that suffer. These are people that tear in front of you. That these are people who have lost 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 something very personal to to them. Yeah, they need you. They yeah. need you on yeah. the on, yeah. on the dot stat. Yeah, they right need now. you on the dot stat. Yeah. And and I think one of the main issue is, um, we are not trained to, to handle. handle the Correct. emotional part. Now we are trained to handle to diagnose, diagnose. to diagnose yes. and right. to prescribe. Yes, we are not trained to handle the emotional the part. emotion part, and especially when it's um the illogical part. You know, someone who comes in and 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 they lost someone. It's always sad, but they're angry at you. Yeah, they they're can be angry at, at you. you. They 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 can be resentful. They're impatient with yes. you. So many other emotions come in. They're they're, they're not here to be thankful of you for helping. Uh, let's say a family member, mm. but they're here to show a lot of negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Yet they still need you to to help. They still need you to perform at, at your hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's right. These are some of the. Uh, Certainly, some of the factors of mm. why healthcare workers are definitely an increased risk. They are repeatedly exposed to um, uh, situations where they are confronted with um, um, disability, sickness, mm-hmm. death. Mm. Right, and the whole ecosystem of healthcare workers is that uh, you're not only dealing with the patient, yep. like you said, you're dealing with their families. Mm. Uh, you are dealing with your co-workers, mm. you are dealing with supervisors, mm. all which have you know, piled on stress, mm. right? And um, not only that, uh, we have to remember that for healthcare workers, work is one part of it, like mm. you mentioned. Um, we forget that they have other aspects to cause them a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah, Relationship true. issues, true, yeah. family. Finance. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they've all got that going for them as well. Mm. And... Uh, the fundamentals of being a doctor that you always tend to put others before yourself, mm-hmm. right? Or not only mm-hmm. doctors, healthcare workers in yep. general. Yep. It's always about putting others Unless, first, yes. which is why uh, this group of people ends up always forgetting to take care of themselves physically, mm. emotionally, psychologically. Hmm. Mm. Coming to the word psychological, um, Dr. Kohini, what's the, what's the difference? A lot of people would like to know what's the difference between a psychologist? And a psychiatrist. Mm. This is the common question that yeah. comes up. Uh, but uh, we must remember that uh, most of the time, or almost all of the time, psychologists and psychiatrists work together mm-hmm. because they are both mental health practitioners, mm. right? Uh, if we're talking about uh, healthcare workers who want to seek help, uh, since they might have a bit more awareness about uh, what a psychologist might do and what a psychiatrist might do. Uh, psychiatrists, if you find yourself in a position where you find that you just cannot function anymore, uh, you feel very disabled, right? you can't even bring yourself to the next day, you might need some medication. So psychiatrists mm. are able to prescribe the medication. Mm. right? So you might want to see a psychiatrist. right? Or if you have the awareness that my condition is something that most likely needs something more than therapy. Mm-hmm. It needs medication as well. So yes, perhaps you would um, go towards seeing a psychiatrist. Uh, if, on the other hand, you have um, uh, maybe interpersonal uh, relationship issues or certain issues which you feel you need a little bit of help uh, by talking to someone, talking things through, uh, perhaps you want to visit a psychologist. Mm-hmm or you feel that you need a little bit of help with uh, coping with certain situations, 
right? Um, and you feel that uh, uh, there's no role of medication at this point mm. first, or mm. you want to try not being on medication first, mm. but you want to try some therapy first, mm -hmm. then perhaps you visit a psychologist. Okay. But whatever it is, at the end, there is really no hard and fast rule whether you should see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Seeking a bit of help is better than no help. Yes, because whomever you go and see, mm -hmm. either of them mm -hmm. will know where to direct you to next. Okay. Right? Okay. Because referring between psychiatrists and psychologists are very common, especially because they work together. It's complementary, mm -hmm. right? They complement each other. So it's never going to be wrong, should I see a psychiatrist or a psychologist? There's no wrong answer for that. You can see either one mm -hmm. and you will get the help that you need. Okay. All right. All right. So last question before we end everything. So since we're talking about workplace depression, mm -hmm. what can companies or corporations do to help identify or, or to help or to help their their employees mm -hmm. uh, get over this particular difficult time? So the first would be actually uh, at the top level, at the leadership level, right? So you have to have leaders who uh, are able to accept and want to be mental health advocates. Mm. That's the first thing, right? So once you have that um, awareness that mental health is important and uh, I want to implement something in my department, in my company to help my employees, then you go on to the next step. Uh, the investments that you need for it, right? Uh, you will need funding, you will need resources to help you come up with the policies, come up with the guidelines. Mm -hmm. So what is important here is coming up with certain guidelines for your company or for your uh, department, your employees, which is going to help them get the mental health uh, help or psychological help that they need. And then it's about engaging the correct um, uh, the correct. Uh, people uh, or organizations who can help you come up with those guidelines. So that would be things like occupational safety and health, mm -hmm. right? Or even uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, those in the mental health uh, framework, mm -hmm. right? So you would need to engage with them to find out how you can go about and what are the important aspects to come up with, to come up with your guidelines and policies. Once you have that, it's also about training, right? So you will need to train um, certain people in your in your company to be able to identify or you can do training or surveillance periodically for all your staff mm. right um, and uh, it's good to include those with lived experience mm -hmm. right because they are the ones who are going to be able to tell you what what they went through what worked for them what didn't work for them so that's going to be very helpful and finally whenever we want to implement something we also have to always make sure that we evaluate and see whether our interventions uh, were effective hmm. see to you she's so structured yeah that's why <laughs> So I, you know, it's not like both of us, we, we jump all, all over the place. Yeah, it's like as though she had all scripted out for us. <laughs> yeah, there's no script. There's no script in front of her. Anyway, guys, this is Dr. Kohini with us on the Two Dogs, and she's a practicing psychiatrist in a hospital. Yes, correct. Hospital. Um, so if you want to, to, to talk to someone lovely who actually knows what she's talking about in a very structured manner also, <laughs> apart from being very caring, you know where to go. Yeah. You know where to go. Yeah. Um, Thank you. When you talk about employers who are uh, committed to, to, to mental health mm -hmm. and you're saying they must have 
uh, a certain awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what would be the fen- fundamentals? What what should they keep in place, or, or how would you advise an employer uh, to take the first step? I, I think this will be the last question for me. All right, I think with the evidence and the data you have that um, so much productivity is lost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, to to psychological distress, mm. right? So we cannot deny the, the facts that are there, mm. right? Um, so. Um, how are you going to then deal with that, mm. right? And with the pandemic especially, we have seen, right, um, levels of emotions, um, depression, anxiety all go up a lot, right? And people are starting to rethink their lives, what do they want, what's important for them. Mm. So uh, if they're going to strike a good um, work-life balance, mm-hmm. right, um, having this kind of psychological backup uh, at your workplace is certainly very important mm-hmm. right? because people are very aware now about things like burnout mm-hmm. yeah? uh, stress at the workplace mm-hmm. right? so certainly they would want to be um, at a place where they are supported where they feel supported and where they feel there are supports to help them mm-hmm. so um, I think that's the first thing that uh, employers uh, should understand mm-hmm. and from there understand the employers that you have and understand that um, uh, it's important to take into account their psychological and social backgrounds and their welfare. Uh, make it as important as how you would consider a physical ailment, right? Because a lot of the time, there are a lot of provisions in uh, company guidelines for physical disabilities, yep. right? Yeah, yes, correct. Right. Mm. Because that's, that's very obvious. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, uh, so what we should try to do is bring up um, psychological awareness to be on par with uh, with a physical disability, mm. for example. Mm. Yeah. I, I like how you mentioned um, in the beginning uh, when you talk about some of the signs of co-workers having uh, telltale signs and mm. one of it was yep. actually taking MC. Yep. So right. I think I think most companies, um, the HR should also take, take a lead if you see mm-hmm. frequent MCs. That's right. Uh, that, that's also one of the telltale signs. Yeah, that's uh, one right. of the telltale signs that something's wrong. Correct. Right. Once upon a time when I was doing a GP, I think Dr. Inky will, will, will agree with me, is that uh, we always fear this serial MC takers. Yes, correct. People who come in with frequent MCs. Yes. Right? But the doctor always think that they're lazy. Well, we, yeah, the yeah. doctor will always think that... that, that the first that, impression is... The, the first impression is... Spoiler, that, on a Monday, they do once, not want to go yeah, to work. Monday, yes, they don't want to go to work. Friday, they don't want to go to work. <laughs> but they don't realize is that Monday could be Monday blues. You're so yes. depressed that you can't go to work. Yes, that's right. right. And Friday, because it's not because you want a long weekend, but you are burnt out. Yes, correct. You're that's so right. burnt out that that's the only last day you want to take and, yeah. and have a nice long weekend. So um, I think as, as doctors, and I think the doctors who are listening out there, if you see someone who is uh, so-called, in inverted commas, frequent MC seekers, ask them, yes. how are you? What's going on? Absolutely. Correct. Correct. What's going on? You know, I, I notice you're, you're having a pattern of, of MC. What's going on? You know, and just let them open up to you. If, if right. they don't give you a good answer, yeah, then, then you can yeah, go back to your pre-conclusion. Yeah. But if they do, um, a lot of times I think we, you might be able to catch someone who is in the initial phase rather than they spiral out a bit later. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that's, that's right. why I always engage. Engagement. Engagement. Oh, <laughs> Engagement. All right, guys. So um, thanks for tuning in. We are, are especially thankful to have Dr. Kohini yeah. here. Uh, we will be back with her next, next week, week on another session on mental health. Uh, because again, commemorating uh, International, International Mental Health, Health Month, yeah, Mental Health Month, we have committed to make 
the whole month long. The, the entire month, right? All the episodes mm-hmm. are dedicated for or to mental health. Correct. So Wonderful. please drop us a couple of comments, um, like, share, like, content, share, and subscribe, and subscribe. And we will be back with you next week on the Two Dots. Yes. And this is us signing off. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend.